Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 160 of The Other Ground Live. Uh, I'm Passive J. Uh, that's not Big Dalton over there. Um, I hate to say it, and apparently it's true, uh, but Mr. Big Dalton, uh, Ryan himself, will not be doing the show anymore. Uh, he's basically decided he's had enough, uh, and he's going to move on to other things. Uh, I'm really sad to see him go. I've always said I can't do the show without him, uh, but apparently I'm going to have to fucking try. <laughs> but regardless of that, the show must go on, so uh, I'm going to try to find someone else to do the show with. And in the meantime, I will be doing solo shows, um, so you guys uh, know what you get when that happens. Mostly just me speaking about nothing for fucking 60 minutes. Uh, but not all is bad. Uh, we have a very special guest calling in today. Uh, he's an OG legend, uh, Severin's Mustache. Uh, one of the most requested of the OG member, forum member uh, interviews that we've had so far. So I'm looking forward to talking to him and finding out why everyone wants to know so much about him. Uh, in the meantime, I do have a couple of uh, topics I'm going to go over. Um, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always glad to see you guys here. Oh, oh hold on a second. We have a caller. Well, good afternoon. Uh, I'd like to introduce Mr. Severin's Mustache. How you doing, sir? Achilles! 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 Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe this isn't Severin's mustache. Maybe it's just someone who used his name. Well, let's, uh, I, oh, I, I guess I'm going to give up on this one. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, people like to play jokes that it was not the Severin's mustache we were expecting. We will, uh, be getting his uh, phone call later on, or possibly a whole bunch of people named Severin's mustache calling. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. As I mentioned, I found out early in the morning that, uh, Big Dalton wasn't going to be doing a show anymore, so uh, I have spent some time looking for topics to speak about. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, let's see uh, what we're going to start off with. Uh, oh, well, this is just a case of me finding out something that I probably should have known a long time ago. Uh, I saw in the news that uh, Terminator, star, Terminator star Linda Hamilton's twin sister, Leslie Hamilton, uh, dies at the age of 63. And I had no clue uh, Linda Hamilton had a twin sister, uh, which uh, is a big surprise since I was a, such a big fan of the Terminator movies, uh, especially considering they actually used her for Ter Terminator 2 as a stand-in and also for like a mirror scene or something like that. And... Uh, and that was the only, that was, by the way, the only movie career she ever had. Oh, and I guess the, uh, they came back and used her uh, for a couple things in the uh, 2019 Terminator movie. But other than that, she was not an actor in any way, shape, or form. And I always thought that would be kind of weird uh, to be pulled into, like, the movie career just because, like, your sister was uh, an actor and you happen to look just like her. I wonder what, I wonder what her actual career was. I should probably look that up. That'd be interesting to find out. Or maybe not. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it wouldn't be interesting at all. And I'm really bummed out about this Brian thing. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, we differed politically on some th certain things, but since I don't really give a shit about politics, that doesn't bother me any. And he was, you know, I always thought he was a good guy. I thought he got to beat up on the OG a little bit more than he needed to. Uh, part of that was his fault. He liked to express his opinion, even if, even if he knew it was going to be an unpopular one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I hopefully I'm actually hoping he decides, uh, that, uh, he's not too bummed out about the comments about the show and, uh, comes back and uh, rejoins it because you know we did fucking 200 hours basically of the show uh so and it was going along just fine but it is what it is uh let's see boy there's one topic down the tubes uh, let's see i'd like to try this again it's probably not going to work out since it looks like the same person <laughs> but why not we might as well see what they got to say anyways right well hello there sir what can i do for you today Yeah, that's gonna get old really quick. You can be at least a little more inventive. Why don't you try to use like a funny voice or something next time? Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we got to? Let's hope it's the right one this time. Hello, caller. What can we do for you today? 
Hello. This is uh, Severn's mustache. Hey, hey, how you doing, Severn's mustache. I'm good. How you doing, buddy? I am excellent. You have to excuse us. We had uh, a couple imposters calling in as you uh, to start off the show. <laughs> I just clicked on. I'm just leaving the office, so I thought I'd call in on the ride home. So, how's everything oh, go. going? How's how's uh, how's the TRT working out? You're not going to rage on me or anything, are you? <laughs> Hopefully not. No, uh, it's actually working out pretty good. I've been feeling pretty uh, uh, healthy and active, uh, and my workouts have been going awesome. Of course, uh, uh, I did hit a deload week this week, so it's kind of a bummer. You know, just uh, now that I'm so getting all pumped up on the TRT, they're having me reduce so the weight uh, and shit. So the, the boners aren't as solid this week. <laughs> well, my wife's not too happy about some of this, but we won't go oh, into I'll that. Why <laughs> oh, you? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, dude, um, you know. Oh, I'll put a hold on. Of... There you go. I'm oh, going you can hear me? To... Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. Can. I apologize. That's quite all right. So you're, you are in a car after all, not the best place for cell phone signals. Um, we've had a lot of people asking to uh, have you on the show. You're one of the most requested of the OG forum members to, uh, us, for us to interview. But I actually don't know too much about you myself because a lot of your exploits were before I joined the, uh, the forum. Uh, I've, oh, been around since, I've been around since 2012, but uh, you're, you're way more old school than that. Oh, yeah. I was around earlier than my join date, and uh, I was lurking for a long time, so... I uh, I've been around for a while, and uh, I've met some you know some interesting people. There's a couple of stalkers and a couple odd ones, but for the most part, it's been a good experience. I enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a great place to meet people and have them try to make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, I've I've heard a couple few things about you. Uh, I've heard for one that you're a very successful uh, business person, uh, right. and. To- I can okay. try a little bit. Yeah, we're plugging all right. along. We, we do all right. There's food on the table and a roof over our head, so life's good. Yes, yeah, that's always important. Uh, I've also heard very uh, about a couple of, few of your hobbies. The one most interesting to me is, from what I understand, you fly, sir. I do. I've been uh, been around private general aviation my whole life. My dad was a pilot, so that's how I started flying when I was a kid. But my dad died when I was young. Oh. Uh, when I was 17, so I had a site. Uh, I, I took a, some time off and. Once I started making a little bit of dough and I could afford it, I started flying again about uh, about twelve years ago. And, oh, that's pretty uh, fucking it's, cool. It, yeah, it's a fun hobby. It's good, you know. I get I get to do it for fun, and then I get to you know fly the wife and kids around. So it's uh, it's fun. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what did your dad do flying wise? Uh, he flew. He actually uh, did it for fun, but he was a maniac, and he would fly for an old museum. He used to fly old warbirds. So, oh wow. Uh, yeah, so he flew in air shows and stuff like that, so it was pretty cool. So I was always, I grew up around like World War II airplanes and uh, just flying in them and stuff. And then, you know, after after he died, that ended. I just, I just fly a little shit now, so it's fun though. <laughs> when you say little shit, what do you mean though? What, what do you, uh, do you own a plane, I do. I, I, as a, right now I don't. I got rid of them. We had a, well, we had a big one for transportation for work, but uh, got rid of that. Now I, uh, I've always had like Cessna's, twin Cessnas and, Cessnas and some malls and you know a couple of workers but nothing fun uh, lately but uh, we'll get back into it I'm probably going to buy something here in the next couple months um, so we'll see what we get but uh, yeah a little six to eight passenger nothing major that's cool what's the process uh, for going, getting a pilot license like that uh, well there's different levels of your pride you know different levels of your of being a pilot you know now there's a new rating called like a sport pilot where you can just basically go out and fly a little real little simple airplanes you know or, uh, you know, out in the country, you can't go to control the airspace. But the main one everybody does is called the private pilot's license, where you typically do 40 hours with an instructor, you know, 20 hours of solo by yourself. But then, you know, you got another 40, 50 hours of groundwork, you know, just learning all the licensing and stuff like that. But then on top of that, you can go get multi-engine rating and then commercial rating and IFR, which just means you can fly in bad weather. So there's a lot of different levels to it. Cool. How far are you rated, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I have a- I have fired multi-engine. Oh, ooh. Look at you fancy and such. Yeah. So have you ever gotten a lot of opportunity to fly multi-engine ones? Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's expensive. It burns a lot of gas, but uh, it's fun. Uh, how uh, how far up in the ratings do you have to be to fly like a, a private jet and shit like that? Or is that just uh, private? You no, know, that, that typically goes, for insurance reasons, it typically goes for, well, you have to have a commercial because it's usually for hire. And then... Hmm. Uh, you know, you have to what once you get to a certain level of plane, you know, with weights and stuff like that, you have to have type rating. Uh, when we had the big one, I never, I never flew. We let somebody that had a lot more hours than me fly it. But you know, typically they got to go out and get, you know, type rated in it. And, oh, cool. Uh, it's a lot of yeah, a lot of work for you know, keep the insurance company happy. So. 
Yeesh, yeah. Um, so uh, you said you use it for your work some. Uh, is it, yeah. That must be a different kind of thing than for the uh, private flying, I imagine. Yeah, when I, you know, when you got to take clients out, you got to go. You know, I'm not gonna go flying something. You know, slow down to. I go down to Atlanta a lot, and Florida a lot, and Colorado and California. So typically, when we do that, I'll you know fly something a little bigger. Um, you know, I'm in the commercial real estate business, so we're, look, we're we're always looking at deals. So it takes me around the country a lot. Oh wow! So do you? So you do travel a lot then? So is it mostly by your own plane, or do you use a, a lot of commercial uh, airlines uh, no, as well? I, 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 yeah, I still do use a lot of commercial stuff lately, just because of because I'm a cheap I'm a, I'm a cheap ass. So sometimes you know, you know, the flights are cheap; it's tough to justify it. Um, right. So it's about fifty fifty. You know, sometimes it's when I'm just going by my when I'm going by myself out to California, it's tough to justify flying myself out there when it costs it's going to be ten times as much. Right, right. And if, yeah. On a side note of that, one of the funniest times I was flying commercial, I was flying commercial, and Jerry Jones was sitting next to me, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, Jerry, I know you can afford a, a private jet. What are you doing on here? He's like, Have you seen how much gas is lately? He's like, This is cheap as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty. It was great. Yeah, it, it is surprising how uh, cheap the commercials gotten. I imagine you yeah. don't fly. Uh, I don't. I imagine you don't fly economy, but uh, compared to what it has been, I imagine the uh, business and even yeah. the first class has got to be cheaper than doing it yourself. It's way cheaper. It, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's insulting sometimes when it's, uh, especially you know, in the, with the recession and COVID and everything. Everybody's buttoned down a hatch, just saving money. So uh, you know, I'm saving money to look for to look for. Deals because uh, I think there's going to be some deals to buy, uh, you know, real estate and businesses coming out of this. So, got to keep your powder dry, as we say in the business world. Right. Right. Um, I'm woefully unqualified to ask you questions about business, uh, but I'm going to give it a shot anyways. Uh, so you said, you, you want, well, you said you're in the real estate. Um, what does that mean exactly? Uh, I, uh, I focus on commercial real estate, uh, as everybody knows online, typically industrial real estate. So we, uh, I got a partner, we own, manage um, industrial industrial buildings. Primarily, we've got a few other stuff, but uh, mostly distribution facilities, manufacturing facilities, you know, so where they're making shit, where they're storing shit and, and distributing stuff out to uh, the end users. So big boxes, you know, big boxes, where you okay. know, you'll see Amazon or FedEx and stuff like that as our tenants. Oh, okay. I see. So you lease them out. So you're you're in the rental yeah. business. Oh yeah. So we we buy them, fix them up, run them out, and then uh, you know they go on to we find somebody else to move in. That's the uh, that's the Cliff Notes version of what I do for a living. Oh, uh, how did you get into that? Did you start out in like the real estate stuff, or did you just kind yeah, of like well, well, I, I just when I was bouncing around all the different colleges, I always was reading you know about different how most people made their money and saw that a lot of people that had a lot of money were in real estate. So. I started out when I was broken in college. I worked for a real estate company doing construction and working under maintenance and painting, doing lights and doing stuff like that. And that's how I got my foot in the door. And I did a couple internships and then got offered a job as a broker. So I was just a salesman at the beginning. And then, uh, you know, in the last few, several years, I started buying stuff and putting stuff together and uh, partnerships with buildings. So I just started out as a, as a maintenance guy doing construction. And then I worked in the brokerage, which is just sales. And then then got in the ownership side, so I've kind of thrown my hat in all the different uh, different avenues of real estate. Oh, nice. All right. Well, we're already seeing questions on the OG <laughs> chat box. Uh, the, the juicer wants you to describe your gun room and talk a little bit about your collection. <laughs> he said very slowly in a seductive voice. It smells of rich mahogany. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very well hidden and very secure. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I've seen that thread. Yeah, that is pretty fucking impressive, man. Uh, I, I don't like asking people. I don't like asking people money questions, but this is kind of what this episode's about. How much did it cost to fucking make that gun room? The gun room was, uh, I think, I spent about seventy-five grand on the woodworking and and the paneling and electric and you know hiding the room. Uh, right. Just on right. the inside, it was, it was about seventy-five grand just to build it. I got a good deal. Um, Ooh, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> All right. Well, how many guns do you own, uh, estimately? I, uh, well, as the OG knows, all of us lost our guns recently in a boating accident. Oh, uh, how many did you used to own? That's sad. Uh, plus or minus 350, probably. Wow. Wow. That's, that's... ATF agent ever. 
<laughs> How did you get started collecting guns? Was your dad into guns? Uh, yeah, my dad was into guns. He had a couple of old shitty ones, and I liked them. And then uh, I really didn't get super into it until probably 15 years ago. And then 10 years ago is when I really started, uh, um, you know, collecting them and buying them. And, well, I, I started collecting them probably about 15 years ago, but I got real active into shooting and competing and stuff about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. There's a couple questions ahead. Uh, do you have a theme for your, for your collection? I mean, do you, stuff that no, you specifically uh, look for? Well, that used to, yeah, it used to be more collectible stuff, rare stuff. And then the last couple of years, once I started shooting more, I got into more, you know, high-end rifles and pistols for, um, just for shooting and taking classes and stuff like that. But I, uh, my best thing is when I shoot sporting clays, so over-under shotgun is probably what I'm best at. Oh, right on, right on. So that's what you have the most of, but there's no real theme or, like, direction to no. your collection. Just, what, just whatever you like at the moment. No, I see one guy just popped in with three guns. So, yeah, I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting better at pistols and rifles, but I got, I got a long way to go before I can start competing with those. I, I can hold my own with a shotgun, but pistols, I need a little bit of work. But I'm having fun learning. Oh, yeah, the entire competitive shooting is a real thing nowadays. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, huge. Yeah, you know, I, I've traveled all over the place for sporting plays, and, and it's called FITAS, which is like the French version of sporting plays. And I, I've shot all over the place, shot in France and all over the country and all over the place for it. So it's, it's you know, we'll have a tournament with 1,800 people shooting in it for the wow. International. So, yeah, it's getting to be real popular. Now we're just, yeah. everybody's running out of ammo. Now is that different? Is that that's a different thing than what we see Keanu Reeves doing uh, on the videos lately? I assume. Yeah, right? that, what, what, yeah. What he does is kind of like uh, three gun. Uh, he's doing this. He's actually out in Terran Tactical out in California. He's, but I know the guys that shot with him. He's damn good. Uh, but that's not the, that's not the same thing you're doing, so to speak, though. No, yeah, I just do. I'm, I'm a, I shoot. It's like golf with a shotgun. So the targets go up, down, bounce on the ground, come at you, go away oh. from you. It's like oh, you go okay. to different yeah. stations, so the targets are all different. So it's fun. Oh, that sounds like so a good time. Yeah, I do it with my wife, and I do it for work, and you know, take clients out. So it's a good way to just go out and do something different because uh, people get a little bored of golf sometimes. So it's a nice way to entertain clients. Right. Now, uh, the vast majority of people I know that are into guns are also into hunting. Are you a hunter as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll do it, but typically just birds. I don't like to, I haven't shot much, you know, big stuff, so. Um, right. I just saw a question pop up while I'm driving here. I, I shoot a Parazzi over under and a Beretta, S, Beretta SO5. All right, so now. One of the guys popped in, because I keep refreshing it, because if I don't keep refreshing it, I lose my connection, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right, yeah, I can, yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll let you read it so I don't ruin somebody. Yeah, so I was going to say, I can keep an eye on the chat box and pass a lot of questions. I'd much rather you keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> yeah, now we're fine. We're on an open road. Uh, right on. Oh, well, what are you driving, sir? Uh, I'm actually driving my wife's car today because I had to go get it washed. So I'm driving a little Porsche Macan, so it's a little Ooh. Car. Oh, oh, damn, I wouldn't mind having I don't know which one that is. Uh, I know. It's, uh, a small, it's, a little, it's a little smaller uh, SUV, so. Oh right! I see a lot of the bigger ones uh, where I work. Yeah. Uh, I work high at a country end, club, yeah. so I yeah you know, I see a lot of high end cars. Uh, but I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen any of those, or if I have, I haven't yeah. noticed them. Yeah, they're a little SUV. It's like the mini Cayenne, but my wife wanted something smaller, which I know is going to lead to jokes on the OG. So, um, <laughs> are you into cars in general, or just yeah, uh, I like cars? I got a couple old, I got a couple old Chevelles and cars a little bit. Yeah, I got a '70 and a '67 and. Um, had a Porsche Panamera and uh, oh my, uh, yeah, Ford Raptor, and I just uh, ordered a and a uh, Mercedes AMG, so I should be getting that in the next week or two. Ooh, yeah, there's a couple few of those in the uh, club. It's funny those AMGs have yeah. a whole bunch of different looks to them. Uh, yeah, I don't, I guess, cool. I guess, I guess it depends on what year it is or things like that. Because I've seen a couple few of them, and some of them look pretty different than each other. Uh, yeah. It's not one. Of, it's not one of those uh, brands I've really put a lot of research into. Uh, that's why I've seen a lot of them. What I saw yeah. uh, the other day in the parking lot that was fucking amazing is the new Austin Martins. Yeah, those are badass. Yeah, yeah, they had like two yeah. of them in the parking lot in two different colors. I think they're convertibles too. I was like, fuck, that's the nice looking cars, the new ones. Yeah, the, the Aston Martin, the Vantage is actually the same exact car mechanically as a uh, as the as the Mercedes AMG. Ah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so they're made you know made out of the same replicas, but different fixings on them. At least that's what I've been told. So. Um, yeah, and then I, I'm going to get rid of the, the Raptor here when they come out, and I'll get that Dodge Ram uh, at the TRX, so that'll be fun. Oh, oh my, did you, did you enjoy the Raptor, or is it you just basically I don't did. want to have I, I got it. I, uh, 
I drove the sh- I drove the shit out of it. I got a ton of miles on mine because I drive it so much. But I got miles. <laughs> yeah. on the first, I got I was one of the first ones that got it, and I've had uh, I've had some issues with it. But I think it's just because I was one of the first ones off the line. Right, and, uh, right. But it's been a good car. I like it. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Do you have uh, off-roading in your area so you could actually oh, uh, yeah. truly beat no, on no, it? Not, not here, but we don't. I'm in the Midwest, so up in Wisconsin, we go out through the woods and we got some land up there, so it's fun. We've uh, we've beat on it pretty good. Oh, that's pretty fucking awesome. Now, I'd be remiss if I did not ask you about your front door. The, well, the, the, the sad thing is, is the front door from the first original picture, that house is now gone. Oh. And uh, but the, the, I still have the same uh, the same model wife and uh, I haven't upgraded so I'm still with my my wife and I've been together for a long time and she's uh, she's still great and she looks as good as ever <laughs> at least in my opinion so I know I set up a picture update so she'll probably smack me when I say we got to do an updated picture of it in front of the new door so front of the new she, door <laughs> yeah so I'll see if I, I gotta dig up I gotta dig up the old picture and see if she's still got the same outfit we'll put her in it and do a before and after. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be pretty fucking cool. She's she's a good sport, so we'll do that. So, uh, how long have you guys been married? Fuck, uh, 18 years now. I'm old. Wow. I'm 40, yeah. 40, 40 years old. I got married young. I met her when I was young, so it's it's been a good ride. Oh, wait, you're only 40? 42. Oh, shit, dude. Make me feel old, man. And unaccomplished. <laughs> uh, I just got lucky. Well, no. It's, it just happens for everybody at different times, and happiness is happiness. You just got to work, and uh, you know, I just got lucky. And you know, a lot of it, people ask me for some advice and stuff. A lot of it's just, you know, networking and meeting the right people. You're in the right place. You're at a, you know, country club. There's successful people around you. Learn from them, or stick with what you're doing. As long as you're happy, that's all that life matters. Is I love being happy and helping other people out. So that's what life's about. It doesn't matter well, how first. many zeros you how many zeros you have, but as long as you're waking up happy and going to bed happy, life's good. Right. Well, first off, I really seriously doubt luck had much to do with the situation you find yourself in today. Uh, sounds more like a lot of hard work and confidence in yourself. Uh, but that can, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and you're right, you know, uh, being happy is way more important than money. Uh, would I like more money? Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to not worry about bills and shit like that. But other than that, I'm pretty fucking happy with my life. You know, my don't mind my job. I deal with a lot. I deal with rich people all day. And people are like, oh, how can you deal with those get people? I'm like, well, that's mostly because I used to deal with the actual public, and I can goddamn guarantee you that rich people are way more polite than that. <laughs> they yeah. have more self well, you, self self image than that, if nothing else. Yeah, just remember, no matter how successful they are or whatever, they still put their pants on one leg at a time, and you know the vast majority of them started you know in the same spot as all of us, unless they were given something. But uh, right, right, right. And yeah, so. I work at a pretty high-end uh, country club, so it's a mix. A mix of people that are, you know, made their own money and a mix of people that had money the day they were born. Um, and that's all right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, people always, often, you know, uh, bag on the idle rich, the rich that were given everything. It's like, well, it's not their fault that they were given everything. Yeah. And, and honestly, if you started your life with millions and millions of dollars and no worries, would you really put that much effort in? <laughs> No. Uh, like, yeah. Like I, like I know a gentleman who uh, we we call them trust fund babies because you know uh, they were given oh, yeah. large sums of money but put into a trust fund. And I, if I remember correctly, he gets a thousand dollars a day from his his trust fund. So as, as long as he doesn't spend under a thousand dollars a day, his trust fund grows. So, so and wow. you know and while three hundred sixty five thousand dollars a year is not a tremendous amount to the ultra rich, for someone. For, for the average person, that's a lot of money. So all he fucking does is play golf and follow the Rolling Stones and other various uh, bands on tour. <laughs> Literally, he's okay. there all day, plays two or three rounds, and except for when he's gone for a month or two, following a band. Uh, and uh, and I don't begrudge the guy at all. Why wouldn't he? Fuck right. Yeah, good for him. As long as he's having fun, he's not hurting anybody. Being in the right. lucky sperm club would be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know. Um, it, but the vast majority of the people that are members there are people that, you know, uh, even if they are rich, work their entire life because their parents gave them that work ethic of, you know, go out and produce and do and, and make, uh, which is probably the best attitude they have, really. I mean, they are rich or fun, but, you know, at the end of their life, they're, they've not really had much effect on the world. Yeah, it's good. You've got to, you know, you got to have some sort of purpose in life. All the people I know that, you know, wake up and don't have anything to do in their life typically end up pretty miserable or getting into trouble at least you know oh, i would uh, i always tell everybody i'm like yeah i'm gonna retire in five years but then i you know after thinking about it i'll end up working forever you know in some sort of fashion because i think 
people that shut it down and don't do anything. Their brains turn to mush and they get bored. Oh God, yeah, you see that at the club all the time. Uh, you know, a lot of the people there own their own companies, so they yeah. can retire whenever they want. But they go into work until their seventies or eighties. I mean, they might show up like two days a week and putz around yeah. in the office for three hours, and then they wander around for one hour or two and probably make people uncomfortable. Uh, but it still gets them out of the house and doing stuff. Uh, the the members at my club that do the best mentally are the ones that stay active at the club. Like we have members in their eighties and nineties, they're playing golf. There's a, guy, a gentleman that we had that was ninety eight years old and still played tennis every day. Uh, not very fast, I assume, but he, <laughs> but, he, but he still did. Uh, so, and it's and a lot of times it's and I hate to say it, it's when they lose their mobility is when they uh, start to lose their uh, mental capacity as well. Because when you, yeah, you see them on sure. a walker slowing down, and really the the death sentence is always the wheelchair. Once the wheel once they're in the wheelchair, it's like, it's like their mind gives up. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, the, the party's over. Yeah, yeah. Even even yeah. physically, they're still okay. They're mentally they're gone after that. We got an old guy in our office that literally doesn't do anything, but we let we give him an office and a phone and let him come in because I know if he stayed home, he'd be dead in six months, or he would murder his wife, or vice versa. So, <laughs> and he's great. He's like, he's always coming up on ninety, so he goes out and has cocktails and hangs out, and he's funny. So it's it's a good time. And my you know my partner's seventy years old. I tell him all the time once he turns the corner and starts going south, I'll let him come in, but I'll just unplug his phone, so he can talk to himself. <laughs> Yeah, but, and it's always sad when you see their mental facilities start to go because you know, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know about you, but this is you know, on my line of work, I know the same people for a long time. I've worked at that country club for sixteen years. I'm, I'm watching people get old and die every day. It's kind of like oh, working yeah. at a really, 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 really high end nursing home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's true. But uh, and it, it's it's hard to do sometimes. You know, people that you talk to every day, all, all of a sudden, you know, they start to get weird on you. Fucking, and once that happens, you're like, oh god, here we go. And after that, it's somewhere between a six months and a ten year fucking ordeal. Because uh, sometimes your mind goes and your body keeps right on chugging for year after year after year. Yeah, it's as uh, what's the old joke? I want to die at ninety five years old at the at the hands of a jealous husband, a forty year old jealous <laughs> husband. <laughs> now that would be quite a way to go. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. So, so what else you guys? So you, how long have you guys been doing this? Just as long as I got it, I'm, I'm almost home. So, but as long as uh, I got you on the phone, we get some questions. How long have you guys been doing this for? Oh, how long? Have we, well, we started back in March. Uh, we were all sitting around bored off our ass because of the COVID uh, quarantine. Nobody could go anywhere and do anything. And someone suggested on suggested on the OG that we should start a podcast. Uh, and while they were talking about it, someone actually sent me a message and say, hey, you should look at this thread, uh, which I did. And since people were banditting it back and forth, I offered to go ahead and start a show. And uh, Ryan immediately offered to be my co-host. And everything after there is fucking history. Uh, we're, at first, we weren't the official, official show of the OG, uh, although I did ask uh, you know, Kirk and he, he didn't have a problem with it. But as time has gone on, uh, we've actually had Kirk on the show, which I think makes it about as official as you can get it uh, so so yeah it just over time it developed into the uh, this thing and uh unfortunately ryan decided he doesn't want to do it anymore but i'm sure it's all not stopping it might make for yeah. some really boring fucking episodes when i don't have guests to talk to but you know i think eventually i'll pick up another co-host and we'll just chug along from there good for you how often how often are you doing them oh every day every goddamn day <laughs> even if even if we probably shouldn't do it every goddamn day but every day at six o'clock yeah uh, so we've we've done like 200 hours worth of shit so far. Well, that's fun. Good for you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, and you naturally. Can you recap all the bullshit that we talked about online? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it started off as, is we were basically just going to go over the different topics uh, that people were talking about on the OG and try to have people from the OG on, on uh, as guests and just to call in about the different topics. And for the most part, that's what's happened. Uh, we don't get enough call, uh, enough callers for my taste There's uh, because, you know, the people that listen every day are just comfortable listening, which is cool. I don't mind that. Uh, but uh, and we do occasionally have fucking awesome guests on. Uh, in addition to you, uh, we've had uh, Pat Militich on. Uh, we've oh, had Kirk on. Yeah, uh, we've had uh, Tyler Knight on, uh, the, you know, the adult porn star. Oh, yeah. uh, we've had my friend uh, Serena De Jesus on a couple times, who is a the oh, cool. which is oh, you know who that is? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Cool. Yeah. 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 The yeah, she's the world's first professional uh, MMA fighter with uh, autism. Oh, are we losing I'm you? Here now. Nope. Did I lose you? Are you there? Hello. Nope, I, I got you. A lot of times, what what will happen is uh, the 
a lot of times what will happen is the audio will pause. You'll, so you'll hear me pause, and then like a second or two later, it will start as if there is no pause. So I've, I've noticed that happens, at least with Ryan, a lot. Uh, which I, uh, one the, Oh, go ahead, sir. I volunteer for the uh, the next call-in. Let's get uh, Big White Sexy in there. Oh, that would be a fucking <laughs> hell of a thing. He's barely, he's, he's barely on the uh, forum anymore, isn't he? Well, he, he did have a drunken rampage about his food pictures the other night. <laughs> he's another old school guy but I haven't even oh, yeah. seen half of the, the threads that uh, I hear people talk about no it's great he uh, he got on there shit faced and was posting pictures on of his food and talking about all of us pores yeah. <laughs> oh so shit. I, had, I saw that I, <laughs> a chance to, I didn't have a chance to click on it I was uh, having a busy day I should have apparently yeah dude yes. that guy's fucking wild um, yeah, he's, he's in one of my he's one of, in one of my Facebook groups uh, I can't remember which one uh, that's great it, yeah, but uh, he's another good guy. Who do you think is the uh, coolest guy or best guy that you've ever met in person on the OG? Because from what I understand, you've I've, met a only, of I've only, I've only, yeah, I've only met a couple of guys. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of his screen name now. Uh, right, something. Uh, I'm trying not to use his real name, but he's a, he and I know each other, and then uh, BWS and I know each other on social media. Just not, uh, I, you know, I've never talked to him personally or anything, but uh, a couple other things, like a couple other guys, like I just through charity stuff, like I donated some jerseys to some guys and donated, you know, food and stuff like that, where I, you know, met guys in passing. Uh, but as far as like hanging out, you know, not too many people. I try to keep my personal life, as you know, had, people were fucking with me 10 years ago or whatever it was, uh, when I put too much personal information on there. So I can't try to keep it a little bit hidden in my idea, a little little anonymous yeah that's, that sounds like really great advice that i have not followed at all <laughs> um, so so tell me about that from what i understand you started a restaurant and the o, some people in the og ended up yeah. with you about it yeah i put a, I, I started i thought it'd be cool to you know walk through the process of you know opening up naming it you know designing it and everything and yeah. uh we had you know we had some issues there were some employees and stuff and you know I, the name got posted on there and People were calling there and yelping on it, and it was just a fucking disaster. <clears throat> so, but you know, we figured it out, and uh, I ended up uh, selling it to my partner down, you know, recently, recently after that, made money, and he lost money, so it was good. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it, I learned a valuable lesson to keep your personal life off of, uh, off of there as much. You know, I share pictures and stuff, uh, but I try to keep my ID a little bit anonymous because i don't need you know I, I do have there are a couple guys on there that legitimately like every time i post they're like follow it and talk shit to me and you know rip on everything i ever say so you know i don't need them i don't need them knowing who the fuck i am so that's so i yeah. just keep, keep it a little anonymous and try to help people out and have fun with it it's it's always entertaining there's some really funny entertaining people on there that's for sure yeah, well, oh, so you have the same problem. Uh, as you guys well know, I'm not the most popular person on the OG. Uh, I, I have people that are fans. I have people that are definitely not fans, uh, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so was that the first restaurant that you'd ever did? Yeah, was that like that your first was, entry no, into no, it? No, I did. Yeah, no, that was, uh, I, I've, uh, I'm now out of the restaurant business, thank God, uh, with COVID. But I did some nightclubs back and I owned a handful of nightclubs in downtown Chicago for years. I got out oh. of that, and then I did uh, some a bunch of. I did some city restaurants. I did some suburban ones because I like doing it in the suburbs. You can buy the real estate, and uh, and then I uh, you know got out of them before COVID, so it was good. So the timing's good, and I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I'll get back with that business. That's for damn sure. Yeah, they're being gutted by this entire COVID thing. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous, uh, and I'm sure like lots of businesses, even if they haven't gone out yet, uh, will be soon. Oh yeah, you know the numbers just don't work. These people operating at fifty percent, you know, you can't staff uh, staff them the right way. You can't train people the right way. You have inventory, have the same tax bill, have the same mortgage, and everything else, but only have fifty percent of the gross potential income. The numbers just the numbers don't try. I don't know how some of these people are making it. You're going to see a lot of closures. Uh, you know, some of the big chains and people that are backed by private equity, they'll make it, but the mom piles are going to be it's going to be tough to survive. That's for damn sure. And for what I understand, the carryout business does not sustain it uh, for the most part. Oh, hell no. Hell no, especially, you know, all these, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, ordering Uber Eats and DoorDash and all those things. Those people take a huge chunk of the, a huge chunk of the order. So, um, you know, that eats into the profits as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, where I work is kind of a unique situation. Uh, I'm sure you're a member of many country clubs, so you're familiar with how they work. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, so being that it's a uh, a private business, not there to make profit, which we're kind of protected by it. Our, our country clubs, I think the dining room is designed to lose like a 500000 or a million dollars a year just to, on purpose, and it just gets an assessment at the end of the year. And I, I believe that's to give the members a feeling of value. So we're like, the, yeah. the steak that they bought there only cost them $30, even though it should cost fucking 60 or some shit like that. Um, that being the case, obviously, we're not going to go out of business from lack of uh, fucking uh, business, so to speak. Uh, but the country club is managed by a board of directors who really want to save money for the club whenever they can because it all comes out of their pocket in the end. So we don't have anybody eating inside right now. It's all outside dining. We're allowed to have inside dining, but the board has voted not to use it because everyone's fucking scared of it. We had it open for a couple weeks and like we had barely any traffic. Uh, so while the kitchen's open and uh, for lunch and dinner, all of it's outside underneath a tent. Um, plus we have like a family rec center that also serves food by the pool as well, but nobody's using the inside tables for that now either. And right now that's great. You know, the weather is beautiful. It might be a little rainy one day, but people out there playing golf, they're playing tennis. Our, our golf course is as busy as it's ever been because yeah. nobody can do anything. Except, <laughs> that's one of the few golf, things that they yeah. can do. Yeah. Uh, so our golf course is having its best year ever. We're actually doing okay as far as the kitchen goes because our, we're, we're having large amounts of people out there for lunch and dinner because they don't feel comfortable going anyplace else because our COVID require, uh, restrictions are pretty fucking strict. We take pretty good care of it. All of our employees have to wear masks. They all get checked every day. They use a lot of sanitation things. So the members feel at least semi-safe to eat here outside, but they won't eat inside. Uh, so once the weather turns here in one week to uh, one month, depending on how Michigan wants to feel about yeah. it, uh, we might not be open anymore, uh, which yep. bothers me quite a bit because I need a job. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the problem is, you know, depending on the, the the dynamics of your membership, you know, I know a couple of the country clubs here in Chicago that I go to, you know, the average age is 80, you know, and uh, those people don't don't want to mess around with COVID. And, you know, they'll like you said, they won't even go inside. So, you know, I'm in I'm in around Chicago, so I know the, the I know the program when it gets cold here, these restaurants and clubs are all going to be screwed. Yeah. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. Normally, the club is open until mid December, well after well after the golf the golf season, uh, but that is because you know uh, most of the members stick around until mid December before they fly away. Uh, so um, it's all it's still a place for them to eat and work out and all this good stuff once the out, outdoor t- activities are gone. Uh, but if they're not going to eat inside, uh, there's very little. And the, right now, the fitness center is still closed because they haven't lo- allowed gyms yeah. to open up here in Michigan. Uh, so once the weather turns, they might keep me because you know, my job is to answer phones, take reservations and all that good shit uh, for a while, but they won't really need me. My job could be done by the upstairs people for not busy. And my wife, who I got a job there last year, is uh, now the ladies' locker room manager. She, they won't need her fucking all. The second it's cold, uh, they, there's uh, outdoor activities gone, she's probably going to be laid off when she also normally works until mid-December. So it's uh, it's this whole COVID thing is kind of a scary thing, man. Amen. Yeah, you know, depending on your state and your the, the leadership, it's uh, it's scary on looking at the prospects of it's going to open back up and what's going to happen. So we'll see. Yeah, and and let me tie this back to you since it's supposed to be asking you questions about it. As sure. far as the entire COVID thing goes, how has it affected your business so far? Well, the good news is, you know, we only own uh, I think I have, we have two office buildings and they're doing okay. Um, and the only retail I have is a couple of Walgreens, so they're doing okay. Uh, but the vast majority of my stuff is industrial, which is doing great because you know people still need to have their goods manufactured and distributed. So you know we're still doing pretty darn good. We're I think ninety four percent occupied and paying rent. So things to knock on wood. And um, a couple of the companies got in trouble, but you know we helped them out. We mm-hmm. let them, you know, delay some rent payments and stuff. You know, if they're, you know, if they were hit pretty hard by COVID, so we just we work with the tenants and try to have a win-win situation for everybody. But uh, luckily, not I imagine industrial okay. uh, real estate is quite a bit uh, different than uh, personal, so to speak. Like uh, you're talking about oh, your occupancy rate yeah. and dealing with your tenants and stuff. I imagine tenants for an industrial place are completely different grade than like residential, so to speak. Yeah, you know, I know. I have a couple of friends that own a bunch of apartment units, and 
you know, most of them, you know, they, you, once you get to a certain size, you have a management company, so you don't need to deal with it. But yeah, you know, we have property managers that manage our tenants, but we're not getting two in the morning calls about their toilet overflowing. So that's nice. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're very worried about tenants that not moving out for 90 days because yeah. they decide not they're, they're not going to pay their rent and shit like that. Yeah. So it's been, uh, you know, you're dealing with business owners and stuff too. So we're typically a little bit more sophisticated than, the, than you know, the run of the mill Joe Blow. Right, right. And they don't like to kick the shit out of your toilet on the way out because they're pissed at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They still do that sometimes, but it's okay. It's part of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get someone mad enough, they're going to do stupid shit. Yeah, uh, but, all right. You know, we're nice home and it works out pretty good. So, yeah. Yep. All yep, right, yep. Buddy. Um, now, uh, let's see. I know I had one more question to ask you. Let me think. Give me a second. Uh, uh, who is the OG or that uh, you think is the. Uh, no, I was gonna be, that was gonna be a mean one. I was gonna ask you who you think the biggest shit piece of shit on the OG is, but I don't want to put the show in that direction. Who do you think is the nicest guy in the OG? Uh, you. Me? Ah, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. No, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of nice people on there. There's a couple guys that have always been super nice to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't remember the screen names. I've been hit mad too many times, but there's a lot of nice guys. And I, you know, I've met a lot of nice people through there, and I've learned a lot. Fuck, you know, I, I bought my, both of my dogs, one just passed away, but both of my dogs came off of recommendations from guys on the OG. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, you know, I've learned I've learned stuff there, too. Now, um, uh, being that it's an, an MMA forum, uh, have you ever trained in anything like that? I did, yeah, I did. I was, <laughs> actually, I was, I need to dig up the pictures. I got, uh, I was actually at UFC three or four down in, in uh, in North Carolina and Charlotte, um, it was when Hoist and, and Ken had their super fight. Oh wow! I was actually yeah, I was actually there. I got pictures of it. And I went in and then uh, I was in high school and stole my mom's car. Said I was sleeping over at a friend's house and drove down to Charlotte with a couple of my buddies. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah, and I went to the quote unquote after party, which was in like a twenty foot by twenty foot banquet room at like a Holiday Inn, and uh, <clears throat> I got pictures with Ken and. Uh, and Joe Charles and and uh, Tank Abbott was actually there, and he tried to kick the shit out of me because he was drunk. And uh, <laughs> Guy Mesker and so I remember Joe Charles, the old fighter, was in his dashiki. So, yeah, I've been I've been around MMA for a long time. I actually opened up a gym uh, in 07 in suburban Chicago, and uh, you know we had it it's still open, still running. Uh, but my partner bought me out because he had the family. So, yeah, I've been around it for a long time. I used to go to UFCs a lot back in. 07 to you know to uh, 2011 i was down there three four times a year so it was, it was fun. i've been around a long time it was fun right on right have you ever trained in anything oh yeah yeah i've been doing jujitsu for a long time and a little bit of stand up you know a little bit of tie boxing and all that other stuff but i'm not i'm not good like all the other guys on there that's for damn sure i just do it when i start getting when i start getting my mooblies and start getting fat so i go back in there get back in shape and <laughs> roll around a little bit and cut a few pounds but yeah i'm not by no means am i a, a badass but I, I do love it so i still watch it all the time and enjoy it well you know it, it's funny because the og is a weird place like that it's a weird mix of like people who live in their mom's basement and people that could beat the holy fuck out of you so yeah <laughs> you never know which kind of person you're really talking <laughs> to on the og so i've always tried to be very polite for the most part <laughs> Because yeah, yeah in this day is in this day and age, there are plenty of people on there that can track you down and hurt you very badly. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just stay neutral. I don't like when you ask who the biggest asshole is. I got a couple guys in mind, but well, one guy specifically, but I won't say who it is because I don't need them, you know, firebombing my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit, dude. You know, some of the people on that on that, that excuse me on that forum are really fucking crazy, dude. Uh, yeah, there's straight there's up. some legit there's some legit stalkers, crazy people. So. It's uh, it's interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, have you have you had issues other than your restaurant thing uh, over no. the years? No, nobody, no, nothing too bad. Just uh, just that was the worst one. And then you know, just guys being assholes on there, but that doesn't bother me. Yeah, you gotta let so. that shit slide off. Just slide off. Um, I see so many people getting worked up on the internet about things other people are saying to them. Like, dude, you just can't be on the internet if you're going to be like that. And I've had cases where I've let it get to me and bother me before. Uh, It's been a learning experience of the OG. When I first got there, I was tender and and, innocent. And and it it took a while for me to to realize I had to harden up and just not let that shit bother me. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people, it's, you know, most of the people don't have the balls to say anything face to face. Not not to be a tough guy, but they just, 
you know, then you see people's reactions and, you know, it's tough to, it's easy to be heartless and, 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 and tough when you're sitting at a keyboard and you're, you know, by yourself. So it's, uh, it's always interesting dealing with the people. So, but it's fun. You just got to take, you know, the, the good outweighs the negative. So keep plugging along and keep reading because where else are you going to learn about, you know, using people's mouths as the toilet and all the other good, all, all, all the other good sayings that we've learned on there. Yeah, if, if nothing else, I would have no clue what memes are which right, without the OG. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm that shit. Yeah, amen. Well, I'm pulling in, and my wife's got dinner waiting for me, so I'm going to go in. I'm going to have a nice steak, right. and uh, this was fun. Anytime uh, I enjoyed this, and I'll I'll start listening and All right. Well, cool. That works out fucking well, dude. Um, we're losing your signal just now, but uh, I get the gist of it. Uh, well, I want to appreciate. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, you're more than welcome to call in every time you Love want, it. actually. Uh, and so well, there we go. Late. Yeah, I got you, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for calling in, sir. I really appreciate it. All right. There we, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Severin's mustache, a old jeer on the. Uh, other ground uh, forum and we were glad to have him on so we're going to go up and hang up on them now <laughs> so i um you guys are always more than welcome to give me ideas for who else to have on the og on the show uh, i've have feelers out for a couple people uh and i've got responses back from them. so i have one or two people that are maybe uh probably one or two that are a hell no who were, were too polite to tell me <laughs> and then a couple people in the outside world i'm trying to work with as well uh, you guys are always welcome to call in as well uh, to save me from talking to myself because that's what's going to happen for the next 12 or 13 minutes. Um, let's look at the uh, chat box and see what you guys have going on. I've often been accused of not paying attention to that. Uh, oh, we vote for Homeboy88. Yeah, I think I saw him on here. You were on here, Homeboy? Call in if you want to. Uh, we will. We are always more than happy to chat with you because we got 12 more minutes. But I do have some topics, so we can all go ahead and do that. Oh, here we go. Well, what's going on there, homeboy88? What's up, Pastor Jay? How's it going? Not, not, a lot. not too bad. How you doing, sir? Uh, pretty good, man. Just working right here out of the back of my truck, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, shit. Like, uh, I'm... I'm not at a garage or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. This is a truck. Oh, right, 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 right. That makes way um, more sense. Yeah. Did you Did you talk about MMA or? Uh, no, we haven't talked about anything MMA yet. Oh my uh, god! Most um, Most of the show was uh, taken over by the fact uh, that Dalton's no longer on the show apparently anymore. He's decided he's done. And then I did an interview with a guy what? from the. Yeah, yeah. Apparently so. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, we were get we got some constructive criticism on the uh, OG forum that we were on, and uh, I don't think he took it the right way. He took it the wrong way, uh, I think. Uh, Woo wee! <laughs> and then he decided that. He, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. No, he decided he was done. It wasn't done because it wasn't because my buddy uh, Max Holloway called him a robot, was it? No. <laughs> yeah, that was always a bummer. He, he didn't get um, damn it, man. Yeah, that was that's always a bummer. He, uh, uh, despite the fact that he had a really good uh, sound system with a, a microphone and a preamp and all that good stuff, uh, because he could not run the app on his computer without running it through another program called BlueStacks, it made him sound like shit. Okay. He would have been he would have been way better off just calling it on his phone, really. No, it's not. That's not why you sounded like a robot. You never fucking laughed at anything Max said. And that's why. <laughs> that too. Shit, man. I'm singing and dancing like a, I mean, uh, Max was singing and dancing like a monkey and shit. You know, all off the cuff, all off the top of his head. And fucking guy just sits there like a fucking robot. Listen, I'm getting, I'm getting, <laughs> getting worked up now. <laughs> I'm getting mapped up. Fucking Volkanovsky, that motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker! No, but we haven't talked any MMA, MMA stuff yet. You got anything you want to talk about today? I heard. Um, damn it! I was gonna. What was I gonna say? Oh, um, shit! I heard the DC and Hawani where he talked about his loss to Stipe. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No, oh, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, uh, uh, I I, heard, I saw the headline where he basically said he's staying retired. Uh, other than that, I haven't heard yeah, much about he's, it. He's staying retired. 
but that uh, um, he thought he was doing good, but he messed up. He circled into Stipe's uh, right hand, and and that that fucked them all up. That, uh, that the fight for him. You man, know? you hear that? And, uh, you hear that is. Round. You hear that is a uh, uh, excuse to why they've lost a whole bunch of either, either from them or from holy shit, either from them or from uh, like the analysts. They said circling the wrong way is apparently the bad thing to do in a fight. Yeah, he said the octagon cage was was uh, smaller, and he circled yeah. in the wrong way and just landed into Stepe's right because oh. Stepe was just, I guess he was just throwing that right over and over and over. And Again, hoping that that would happen, and it landed. So which is interesting because uh, you know? which is interesting because everyone thought that the small cage would favor DC to the point where Stipe had actually asked for a larger cage and didn't get it. I don't know. I didn't know this is what the guy said. He also said that uh, no problem with his eyes permanently. It's going to you know heal. What? That's good. So and also that. Uh, they they asked him if he wanted to get surgery, but he was like, "Hell no! I don't want surgery for everything. I I want to heal." You know what I'm saying? Because surgery could, could be bad, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can attest. Yeah. Surgery sucks. <laughs> if you can yeah. avoid it, you probably should. Yeah. Um. Well, and which is good. He's, it's not like he's on a timeline to get healed. He's got all the time in the world to to heal up now. Now you can have him on your show. Just yeah. get anybody on your show. Get that guy on your show. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a little too busy for this, but I should certainly reach out to him. The problem with trying to talk to get people on your show on Twitter is if they don't follow you, the only thing you can do is tweet them and hope they see it. And the more popular that they are, the less likely they are to see the tweet because they get so many of them. Oh, man. Yeah, he was talking shit about John Jones, too, a little bit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, was you know, God, they, they've always had such a contentious relationship. Uh, uh, yeah. It seems like he, he can't just leave it alone. No, because he said that um, because Ariel brought it up because he said that John Jones right after the fight was tweeting he relinquished his belt and he uh, he's gonna move up to heavyweight and he was talking a little bit of shit too and he's just like oh, man yeah. this guy couldn't just let Stepe get the limelight for the weekend he has to do that yeah. shit yeah of course true. hey Sly guy how you doing boss hey just you know I know there's you're solo now and there's a lot going on so I wanted to point out. A few people have asked for you to consider this guy as co-host. <laughs> so I just wanted to point that out. I, I have to go. But before I go, I, hey, Homeboy88, what, what, what part of town were you born in? I was born in East LA. Oh, I love the signal battle from the FLA. Oh, you have to do that. You knew. I'm like a puppet. Um, you pull the string on the puppet. And you knew I was going to do that. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Well, apparently there is an opening. Uh, we do live every fucking day from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, we've had people tell me that I should move it to a weekly show, but fuck that. Uh, think, I'm going to do it every goddamn day. I think people would blow their brains out hearing my door open and close. I'm not going to quit my job. <laughs> you have to quit your job right now. It's your, it's your chance at the big time, man. Here it is. Decision time, sir. How much time, is going to get paid, bro? Uh, so far, it cost me fifteen dollars a month to to host a podcast. Okay, never mind. You know what? I appreciate it, bro, and I'll call in more. But that ain't gonna happen, bro. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying, sir. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'll definitely you're more than welcome to call in whenever you like. Uh, but I understand yeah. you actually have a job to do. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Guess what? That? I heard that Joel Romero might call in soon. Oh wow. I'm, I can only imagine what that's going to sound like. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah, his voice. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Fuck, I, hope yeah. I mean, uh... <laughs> shit. So you heard anything else in the MMA news lately? MMA news. Um... MMA news. No, not really. <laughs> all right. Well, let me let me look it up. Now, you know, I'm I'm being lazy. Let me go over to Bloody Elbow, which is my source for all MMA news. Uh, and let's see. Uh, after surgery and staff, Jessica I is looking for help. Uh, she, I don't think Jessica I needs all the help she can fucking get, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, I, yeah. 
And uh, let's see what else. Uh, Belfort calls out Wanderley after fake fight fiasco. Oh, did you see this shit uh, where the, like Mike Tyson supposedly was going to be hosting a whole bunch of really wild and crazy fights? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, and yeah. The there was supposedly with, uh, Roy Jones. Well, like uh, it, it was a it was a fake thing. It was it was completely fake. But uh, there is a oh he Wanderley Silver posted a fake fight card. Meant there's a fun mock up and oh, it okay. had like a whole bunch of crazy fights on it with uh with Vitor Belfort versus Wanderley Silva, Tito Ortiz uh, versus Rashad Evans. And we're doomed versus Fedor. Uh, but and no, he ended up he ended up deleting, and it turns out it was a big hoax. But uh, it attracted attention for sure. What do you think about Fedor being uh, top three greatest heavyweights of all time? Oh, what do you, think? you know, I'll, the only reason I'm even pausing is because the quality of some of his opponents wasn't really there. But he had such a fucking long streak of fucking just mm-hmm. destroying people that it's hard to. If it's if it's not Stipe, it's him. It's no, there are only two choices right now, right? No, Stipe is the man, right? I mean, yeah. But I think if Fedor, if Fedor, listen, I might be wrong. If Fedor fought Stipe, and they're both in their prime, I think Fedor wins, man. Yeah, it's hard to argue with it. He's you know he's so multidimensional, despite the fact that he normally just knock people the fuck out. Uh, that, that it's really hard to put he him had, in a, you know, he had a bad position. Too, and he had jujitsu yeah. defense. I mean, Noguera couldn't do shit against them. Right. And he had that so crazy frustrating, those two fights. Yeah. Right? He had some crazy, he had that crazy Russian Sambo shit going too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was what, fun to watch him fight. What, what do you think about me? Joel Romero. Huh? No forget Jesus. <laughs> no forget. <laughs> God's warrior and all. What do you think? What do you think? I have to go listen to what what he sounds like. I don't know. No? <laughs> you know, I work for a lot of Spanish people at work. Maybe I should have them uh, brush me up on it and shit. Oh, yeah. He always busts into Spanish, you know what I'm saying? Fucking guy, yeah. man. Not everybody knows Spanish, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's funny. That happens to me at work all the time. Uh, a lot of I work at a country club, and a lot of the kitchen staff is uh, Mexican. Uh, and, you know, they'll be talking to each other in the, in the line lunch line because we, we, we have our free employee lunches, so we stand in line and get our food and uh-huh. shit. And they'll oh, be talking cool. back, back and forth to me, and I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. One of these years, I'm going to fucking learn Spanish without telling anybody. And just... <laughs> conversation or some shit. Oh man, what if it's about you, bro? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it, uh, several times I kind of suspected it. Yeah, that's all right. I hear pinche huto. I hear, I hear punta. I hear pinche hoto. Uh, oh uh, no! I don't, I don't know what that stuff means, but I think it's probably not great. <laughs> No, no they don't. They don't call me. No, that. but you know what? A lot of a lot of Mexicanos do talk like that with a lot of curse words. For everything. yeah, oh yeah. Well, a lot of people do just in general. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, but you know, uh, like some people, some people go fucking this and fucking and that and all that shit. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's fine. Same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. A guy works that. Uh, a guy at work does that. We'll go to break and he was like, "Fucking UFC, man! It was fucking good and." Uh, yeah, I was eating fucking uh, dinner and ver- fucking... Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Shut the fuck up already. Talk right. <laughs> it's fuck. their version of um. Instead of saying um, they go fucking. <laughs> yeah, have you heard that? Have you ever heard yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. do that? Yeah, no couple of people like that. Yeah, there's It's their pause word when they can't think of anything else to say. It's fucking... Fucking... Yeah, fucking... Shit. Well, I appreciate you calling in there, homeboy. We're going to uh, call it a show for tonight. We're going to be back on tomorrow at 6 o'clock, so you're more than welcome to call in uh, yeah, during any part of that. Home, oh, shit. No, yeah, man. No problem, sir. Right. All right. right. Excellent. Uh, we will talk to you later, boss. All right. Later for you. <laughs> and that's about a show, guys. Uh well, Talk to talk to you later. All right, uh, that's uh, that's a show for us. I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, I want to thank Dan Severin's mustache for calling in with some awesome stories, and I also want to uh, thank Homeboy for calling in as well. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, excuse me. We'll see you guys tomorrow at six. You guys have a great night. Bye bye.
Screw you, hippie.